0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, good whatever time it is in whatever hemisphere you're in where you're hearing the sound of my voice. Welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Colette James, and I am very, very excited that God has saw fit to bless us with another day of life, another opportunity to join one another in the airwaves and just to share the goodness of the Lord and to seek his heart on different topics that we encounter in this life. Um, normally, I have my co-chair and co-host with me, Miss Tanya Roberts, but she is not with us today. However, I have an incredible treat for all of you on this day. I have a special guest who is absolutely near and dear to my heart. She happens to be my niece um, but beyond that, she is just a phenomenal young woman of God and just a joy, and her spirit is just incredible. So if you will all help me, welcome to the show today, kind of sitting as co-chair with me, Miss Jayla Lewis. Hi, darling. How are you? Hello, hello.
2: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited
1: Well, listen, I promise I am bubbling over with joy because this is something that (laughs) has been in my spirit for a while and I had just been praying on it and it's like, okay, Lord, you know, How do you want to utilize her? (laughs) So, um, (laughs) because you you are a woman of vast talents and, you know, and just so intelligent and witty and in tune with the Lord. And so it's just, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I was clearly hearing for God and um, allowing you a platform to um, excel on. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today.
0: So my topic
1: today is how do we reach our generations? And this is also something that has been um, very, very important to me based on the fact that we tend to generalize and group people and individuals all together in many different ways. We, we, group races together. We group genders together. We group age groups and generations together. And I personally have a problem with that. Um, I, I don't think that you can take isolated incidents and apply it to a whole group of people. So mm-hmm. I want to start mm-hmm. there. I have, I, I really have a problem with that because we have been fearfully and wonderfully made unique in God's eyes. He has given each mm-hmm. and every one of us a very unique setting and purpose and, and makeup. You know, we, we have different traits, Um Jenny just in our genes that are passed down um through our lineage in our DNA, but just because we may carry some of similar traits of some of our ancestors, it does not make us the same as them. We are still right. different and and I feel that one one group that has definitely been misrepresented um mm-hmm. and attacked and words have been spoken against them is our different generations. And normally it comes from an older generation looking down on a younger generation. And so I Mm -hmm. really, really wanted to talk about that because it is, like I said, in my heart, so unfair.
0: It is so Mm -hmm. unfair.
1: And there are so many different things that make up the different generations. There are culture differences. There um, are just societal differences. There are just, you know, so many different layers of life that go into each. Generation and it it shapes the generation, and I think we, because I I can speak from an older generation, (laughs) since I am considered a baby boomer, Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go through the different the different generations and the names that have been given to them. But as a baby boomer, I think that we as a whole do a dis. Disservice to the other generations, and especially we want to group everybody younger than us as millennials, which is unfair Mm -hmm. and not true. Mm -hmm. Not true, and then we want to blame everything on them, and and you know, and you hear it all the time that you know, oh yeah, they're just so disrespectful, and they're this, and they're that, and it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, just because somebody is younger than you, number one, they're not a millennial, but (laughs) Number two, how can you say that about a whole generation, you know? So
0: tell me what you have
1: encountered, because you are a true millennial. So tell me what you have encountered just in being part of that quote-unquote age group.
2: Definitely. So as a millennial in this quote-unquote age group, I have experienced going to college Um, getting in debt, and when I say in debt, I mean a lot of it. It may not necessarily be as much as my counterparts, but it's still a pretty penny. Um, Mm -hmm. Coming back home, (laughs) living with my parents, Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: not necessarily getting a job that's the degree that I went for or Mm -hmm. um, going into a field that I received my degree in and kind of at a pace where I may be working and only receiving minimum wage or even lower than that. So I definitely fall in that category where they kind of, where people kind of label us as lazy. Um, mm. They see us as people who aren't necessarily striving and, you know, hitting the ground running when it comes to working or finding a job. But as we kind of look at um, our scenario compared to a baby boomer or the generation before us, um, money has changed. Whereas
0: mm-hmm.
2: compared to in 1960, a house that I live in now might've cost maybe $40,000. Now mm-hmm. it's maybe over 200 grand. So yeah. money has definitely changed as well as um how we're getting paid and how in the jobs that we're going after.
0: So, mm-hmm. so
2: in your generation, it might have been a start in an entry-level position, may have ne- not necessarily needed a college degree, but, hey, I'm a part of this entry-level position, mm-hmm. and I'm going to work my way up. So maybe five to ten years, that entry level has now become, um, you know, I'm getting more money, I'm getting promoted. I was promoted twice within a job, and I'm working mm-hmm. my way up. Compared to my generation now, if you have a degree and you have certain qualifications that is listed on your resume, they're already putting you in that higher paying position job, not necessarily knowing the um, skills that a manager or a boss might need, but because Mm. I have all this stuff listed on my um, resume, it's like, hey, I know what I, (laughs) I got. I look great on paper, but when it comes to the job, it's like, no, it's not good at all. Um, so I've definitely been looking at that when it comes to money and kind of looking like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing more? Why are you still at your parents' house? Um, just different situations and different scenarios, how that comes about.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, so I feel like if anything, it would probably have to be in that category as far as working and getting a college degree. Becoming in debt <laughs> um, and just going forward from there. So being listed as lazy or labeled as lazy, it's like it's not necessarily the case.
1: Our times are different than your times. Yeah, so. yeah, very mm-hmm. different. Very different. You know, and it, it mm-hmm. is so funny because we can unfortunately, to have short-term memory or convenient and selective amnesia, I like Mm to call it, Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) and we we tend to get to a certain place in life where we forget that we were young Mm -hmm. (laughs) ones, okay, And, um, and our parents looked at us like we were crazy
0: because exactly. of some of the things
1: uh, some of our philosophies um our actions mm-hmm. um our the way we dress it it was you know i <laughs> i remember growing up and just thinking my mother was so out of touch with reality because mm-hmm. my reality was so different from hers and i yes. think that we because and especially I'm thinking about the Word of God and how we are taught in the Word that the older generations are to teach those that come up behind us. And if we are Mm -hmm. to teach, it didn't say we were to judge. It didn't say we were to put our mouth on. It didn't say we were to belittle. You know what I'm saying? It didn't say that Mm -hmm. we were to be constantly pointing fingers at them, but it said we were to teach and if mm-hmm. we're going to properly teach, then we must not forget what it was like right. for us growing up.
0: you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that
1: that's, that is a big challenge that as a baby boomer, because we are now that older generation. so I, I'm going to go right. through these these gener- the generations that are are pretty current now um and okay. and there was a generation before the baby boomers, but but those mm-hmm. are slowly dying out. Um, because yeah. they're, they're older, let <laughs> just face mm-hmm. it.
0: Um, mm-hmm. And
1: I saw and I read up on it, and it called them gener- the Silent Generation, which is so far from the truth. Mm. Even these names and these labels are like crazy. Yes, but for <laughs> the the Baby Boomers, our years, our birth years, and and this is something that we forget as well. It's not predicated on your age, but the year that you were born, it kind of correlates one with another, but you know, the year you were born never changes. Your age does. So you, you kind of grow into these different generations because of the year that you were (laughs) born. Okay.
0: Okay. So the baby boomers were born between
1: 1946 and 1964. So their current age is 57 to 75. Now I'll be 65 mm-hmm. this year, so I'm only like 10 years into the baby boomer stage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, before mm-hmm. I move to a different generation, <laughs> which is really really crazy to me. But think about this: in 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 this one site that I was looking at, it, I I wanted to to touch on the different events and the different things that shaped the the generation as a culture. Because, again, I believe that we're failing to see that because you, you named some very important things in what you said, but the, the money has definitely changed in value. Yes. Money does not have yes. the same value that it did back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. um, the, the accessibility to things are different today than they were back mm-hmm. in the day. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents had more, even though they were people of color, they still had more access uh, financially Mm -hmm. to things than your generation does today. And, it, and yeah. it's predicated on the cost of things. The cost of an education mm-hmm. back in that day was much cheaper than the cost of an education today. You know, the cost mm-hmm. of living was much different. And even the things that we purchased back then and how things were manufactured was very different. Things back mm-hmm. in my parents' day and even going into the early stages of my life, things were built to last. Things Mm. were built Mm. with quality in mind. They weren't built just for a bottom line to make sure it's going to tear up in three years so you have to come back and buy it again.
2: People Mm -hmm. took pride
1: in what they did and and the things they made. And and it was a difference. It was definitely a difference. And so Mm -hmm. it said that the shaping events for the baby boomers was post-World War II optimism. It said it was Mm. the Cold War and the hippie movement. And I would like mm-hmm. to add to that the civil rights movement.
0: Yes. We were direct yes.
1: products, okay, mm-hmm. of the civil rights movement. And yes. so for us, we shaped a culture in our own right because we had more freedom than our parents had. Mm. You mm-hmm. know, I say this all mm-hmm. the time, especially about Las Vegas and the West Side. And, and I say this, that I blame my generation for the demise of the West Side because the West Side at one time was the only place in Las Vegas that people of color could live. We mm-hmm. were we were within this this whatever however like two mile square radius or whatever whatever the size of it was, but it was a thriving community because mm-hmm. we brought all of our money back to the community because it's where we lived. And so we have business owners and hotels and casinos and bowling alleys, right. and all the different things that would shape a community was within mm-hmm. our community, and it was black owned. And because Mm -hmm. this was our community and we couldn't live anywhere else, we went out on the strip, we worked, made the money, but we brought it back to our community because it was the Mm -hmm. only place we Mm -hmm. had. My generation, I'm born in 1956. By the time I get into the 70s, where I'm graduating from high school, I now have the ability to live anywhere in Las Vegas. Because of the civil rights movement, because of my mother, my father, and those that were in that generation and what they fought for. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so because we had the freedom, we did it. We left. (laughs) And we took that economic stability away from that community. And we took it out somewhere else. And therefore, and this is across the country, you see the decline of communities that were once thriving because of what we were able to do, okay? We go from the baby boomers to Generation X. Generation X was born from 1965 to 1980, around there. And Mm -hmm. so their normal age is right now about 41 to 56, somewhere in there. Now, the events that shaped them was the end of the Cold War, the rise Mm -hmm. of personal computing and the feeling lost between two huge generations. Hmm. because the baby boomers were like, you know, all the marketing started being directed to the baby boomers. All these different things were were directed to the baby boomers, and they kind of skipped Generation X and went to Generation Y, hmm. which is the Millennium. Mm-hmm. So the Millennials, now, now, and this is where people miss it, because they try to predicate and put Generation X generation wide and the next generation all together as millennials <laughs> that's not true that's right. not true so the millennials which is where you are at the beginning or to really toward the end of it millennial verse was from 1981 to 1994 so their current age is 25 to 40 so you just mm. made it <laughs> you just made it but 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 you're you're suffering all of those different situations that now has shaped that time frame. So the shaping mm-hmm. events was the Great Recession, the technological mm-hmm. explosion of the Internet and social media and 9-11. Mm-hmm. It's like we didn't, my generation didn't know anything about cyberbullying, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we, mm-hmm. we really didn't know the extent of gun violence for us. Right. It was like you went to school, if you had a beef with somebody, you guys met after school at the bus stop, you fought, you might be sitting up there having lunch together the next day.
0: <laughs> it was like done.
1: <laughs> you know? You dealt with yep. it, it was over and you moved on. When nobody coming to come to coming to school right. packing a gun and they're gonna shoot you. <laughs> you know exactly. what I'm saying? It wasn't that wasn't our mentality. That was mm-hmm. not our mentality. So the different things that you encountered in high school is not the same thing that we encountered in high school. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know what? You see what I'm saying? And the technology mm-hmm. that you now have at your fingertips, we were encyclopedia Britannica. We know nothing about Google. Okay, Ooh. our study habits were quite different. We spent many hours at the library,
0: <laughs> okay?
1: We could not sit in front of the computer and just Google something, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where where you guys have advantages, there are also disadvantages.
2: Definitely. Know?
1: Um, I I look at the education system now and everything now is predicated on sciences because of Mm -hmm. the technological boom. Like back in the day, you could not have a calculator in in your math class. You had to learn to (laughs) do it the long way you had to learn to yes. think and do it in your mind I, I promise you and this is no no shade on any generation but when I'm standing at a cash register and the person taking care of me can't give me change unless the, the cash register tells them how much change to give me I'm like we've missed something in our education
0: yeah. we have definitely yeah. missed
1: something mm-hmm. in our education mm-hmm. you know <laughs> seriously I and when I found out that they don't teach cursive anymore in school. It was like, that's kind oh. of your artistic flair. That's like, you oh know, how hey, you wrote your signature and gave it your own style. <laughs> you know? I guess like yeah. I had I promise you, Jalen, this cracked me up. I had a FedEx person come to me. I was in Atlanta mm-hmm. at work to pick up a packet. And mm-hmm. I was filling out the air bill, and I was doing it in cursive. And this person really stood there and looked at me and said, oh, my God, you're writing in cursive. And it's like, uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I write. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I can't stand to print. I hate printing.
0: Oh, my God.
1: But, but, you know, it's, I'm just saying these are just examples of how different life is. Yes. And we forget mm-hmm. that. And so the generation after you is Generation Z, which was born 1997 to 2012, 2015. So, guys, all of your young people are not millennials, (laughs) okay? And there's (laughs) different things that are shaping Generation Z. They've got the smartphones, Mm -hmm. the social media, never knowing a country, not at war, and seeing the financial struggles of their parents. Mm, it's like mm. my parents taught me the value of a dollar and saving and that would mm-hmm. cause you and help you to get ahead and if you could mm-hmm. expand your education then that was the be all end all that is no longer mm-hmm. the truth as mm-hmm. you say you know you guys don't even have the ability to save because you it's like where are you going to get the money from to save
2: right 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 you know
1: Oh my so gosh, yes. if you were going to give advice to someone mm-hmm. who was of an older persuasion, um, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. really wanted to have an impact in the different generations, what would be mm-hmm. your advice to reach someone that was in your generation?
2: That's a really good question. Um in my generation, so you know what, I actually fall under Generation Z, um, no. but I would like to say I feel like I'm kind of on the cusp of the millennials in Generation you Z are. because everything you described um, for millennials, I went through as well mm. as the things of Generation Z. So I can sit here and say, Speak you know, I both. do remember 9-11.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Mm -hmm. I do remember the Great Recession coming through. So Mm
0: -hmm.
2: definitely um, fall under the cusp. But if anything, I would say to our older generation is, you know, listen. Um, As Mm -hmm. far as, you know, as what you said earlier, they try and group us all into one, as previous generations have probably done before. Um, with the baby boomers and even mm-hmm. the silent generation, the generation before then, they probably tried to group you guys all into one category. They did. but they
0: um,
1: did. And we were all hippie you know, smoking
0: drugs. Of course I exactly. was. But you didn't mean that everybody was. Exactly. And
2: I think, if anything, you know what, it's it's listening. It's sitting, sitting down and having a conversation where both sides are heard. And I'm a big, big on having a conversation. And it's not only so much of me just airing out what it is that's within my heart, but it's also having an open ear um, to listen to what it is that the previous generation is trying to tell me. It's mm-hmm. sitting down and giving them, like, hey, you guys, I like YouTube. I like TikTok. I like doing um, A, B, and C with social media. You know, do you guys think I can go ahead and go forward from there? Compared to a conversation, you know, where we're just hammering down our children's throat or whatever the situation may be as far as someone who's younger than you or in a different generation than you, it's always, always just sitting down and listening. That's always my thing, having that conversation with um, with different generations and airing out their concerns, airing out whatever it is that they might feel like is disconnecting them um, you know, putting phones down, just being real with one another, mm-hmm. and just telling them, like, "Look, I have a concern. You know, I don't necessarily know what you're going to do, but you know, back in my day, we kind of did it like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe this is, maybe this can teach you something. And then from that younger generation, it's taking in the heart what it is that the what um the older generation is trying to give you, and not just kind of sh- um, sh- shaking it off. And I think we've mm-hmm. all been there, especially as teenagers, we think we know everything. True. Even ourselves now, we can be we can be 16, And for me, twenty four, thinking we know everything and we don't. But sometimes we necessarily we may not have these conversations. So we're kinda left in the dark as far as the younger generations go. We're kinda left in the dark and all we hear in our ears is complaining or someone nagging mm. at us, or someone mm. just belittling us, and mm-hmm. truly it might be coming from a place of pure intent, like, I have, I want to make sure you're good, but all I see is you on your phone all day, like, I don't necessarily <laughs> even know what's going on, all I see is that you're on social media, you're doing this, mm-hmm. you're doing that, but mm-hmm. if we sit down and have these conversations, these candid conversations, and just let people know where, they, where they're coming from, like, look. For example, I may see you on your phone all day. Why are you on your phone all day? And the Mm -hmm. younger generation might just be letting us know, like, look, I can make money from YouTube. I can make money from TikTok based Mm -hmm. on the followers that I have. Um, Mm -hmm. I can make money from these different social media platforms. So I know it's hard right now, but I do have a goal. I do have an intent and a purpose of what I want to do and where I want to go. And I see these platforms here, so I'm going to use them. And once we have these open dialogues, the conversation, hopefully it goes into a better direction.
1: That's good. That's really good. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. Communication is definitely key. And I think that Mm -hmm. that is something that as an older generation, we need to remind ourselves that the word even tells us a baby shall lead them, but we can learn Mm -hmm. from you guys as well. Mm
0: -hmm. It's not
1: that we have all the answers. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's one of our shortfalls, that as an older Mm -hmm. generation, I I will definitely put out here, there's a lot of wisdom that we have because we have walked through different things that you've yet to encounter. So we do have wisdom. But it does not mean that our way is always right. You know, Mm, and like I said, because you guys are encountering different things, you you very very well put. You can make money off of YouTube and TikTok. Your average Mm -hmm. baby boomer does not even know what TikTok is. (laughs) It's (laughs) like, okay, what? You know what I'm saying? They've never Mm -hmm. watched a TikTok video. You know, exactly. Um, and I think, and this is one thing that I can say about my generation, that I think we do ourselves a disservice if we don't try mm-hmm. to enhance our knowledge of technology. And I know mm-hmm. that there is a lot of baby boomers out there just really refuse to get on on the bandwagon. Right. They just, you know, right. just hey, I got one that I live with, <laughs> and he's gonna li- he's gonna keep his flip phone, and he's. <laughs> not <laughs> getting on the internet or on a computer or anything, you know? But I just I find that to be a disservice because how mm-hmm. if you if you don't get involved in what's current, then how can right. you um speak into somebody that's living life <laughs> currently? Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. So, mhm. I think that's really, really important. Um, And and like you said, we've we've got to learn to listen. And, again, I I can't say this enough. Let us not forget where we come from. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to tell you a story. And this was probably – I was living in Florida, so I was visiting Mm -hmm. Vegas. So this had to be, like, 10, 12 years ago. And Mm -hmm. – and I'll never forget, it was a Sunday morning and I was on my way to church and I was ministering the word that morning. And as mm-hmm. I'm driving, there was this young lady walking down the street and my mind said, she need to go put some clothes on in my mind. Mm. Okay. And as soon as my mind said that, the Lord said, how did you used to dress? Mm. And it shut me down. <laughs>
0: it like, mm.
1: shut me down. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> I couldn't say anything, but, you know, it was mm-hmm. like it was a valuable shutdown, okay? Mm-hmm. Because, again, it, it just brought to mind that we sit in judgment, but it's like, truth right. be told, yeah, I was a product of the 60s and the 70s, and we didn't wear much clothes at all. <laughs> Okay, Ooh. and that that we put on you can see through. So it was just <laughs> like God is just like, what did God did you used to dress? And it was like, and it just it really, I, I thank God for that moment. I do mm-hmm. because sometimes mm-hmm. we just need to be shook a little bit. You know, uh-huh. it's like we progress in things you know yes. we progress in how we carry ourselves it does not make it right or wrong it's just a matter of maturing and the different stages of life that we're in if I was still Definitely. dressing today like I dressed at 16 you guys would have me locked up somewhere you would say <laughs> oh. something is really wrong with her
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> like, you know I'm serious mm-hmm. but
1: it's like I look at you guys in your youth, and it's like as long as you're respectful and you have taste in it, you know, then it's mm-hmm. like, hey, it's, this is your way. This is your era. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. So we have to, and, and I, I think another thing that's really important is that we as an older generation, if we are devaluing your place in society, what does that say mm. to you? What mm-hmm. does that say to mm-hmm. you? I mean, there's enough wow. people out there that's trying to take your value from you. But if the church, right. let's go there. If the church mm. is taking your value from you, then where are you supposed to find your
0: work? Mm. Mm. Where are you supposed to find that's your so worth? Good.
1: That's you know? so good. That's so good. I think it's, our, it's up to us to help you realize that you are valuable. I don't care where you Definitely. came from, you know. I don't care mm-hmm. the situation of your conception, but you you are still God's creation mm-hmm. and of value because your first conception was in the mind of God, and so you have purpose.
0: So, mm-hmm. um,
1: as 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 a millennial generation, <laughs> what is it? Z, <laughs> Z. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: um,
1: like how how do you think or how do you perceive think that society perceives your value in society and what you have to Mm. offer.
2: So with the internet just coming in and just going forth and exploding, um, we see a lot of quote unquote inclusion. Um, So where the church you know, is like, no, we don't do that. We're not, you know, looking at that. And there are different situations, whether it be homosexuality, transgender, um, transsexual. And we have different situations where the church is like, the church may not have enough information about it. So therefore it's cast off as shame. Um, mm. And then when you go out into the world and maybe it's on Instagram or YouTube, I'm able to find a group that, you know, specializes in what I'm looking for. I'm able Mm. to find a group that's going to include me and not shame me for what I'm doing or the life that I'm living or shame me for the truth that I have. Um, Mm. They're going to welcome me with open arms. So that's where I'm going to find my value. That's where I'm going to find my worth from people Mm. who are um, my yes men and my yes women, people who are telling me, hey, go, ha- go ahead and live your best life, people who are telling me to, um, you know, go ahead and just allow yourself to be free, that's where I'm going to find my value. That's where I'm going to find my worth. And no one can tell me anything different. Uh, when it comes to us as believers, when it comes to us as a church, just going back to the story that you just shared, you know we do a whole bunch of judging myself included mm-hmm. um i'll be the first one to let somebody know it's like look <laughs> i can i can judge you know i can judge and i shouldn't be judging the person but the sin mm-hmm. is the thing that we hate that's the thing mm-hmm. that we hate it's not you mm-hmm. it's the sin um but even in that how can i tell somebody like a transgender person you know what you're doing is a sin uh-huh. When everybody, when his group or when her group is telling her, egging her on, like, no, this is who you are. This is your truth. This is where you can find your identity. Um, so when it comes to different generations, now, when it, con- when it came to your generation as far as a baby boomer, don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure there are people who were cross-dressing or, uh-huh. you know, who are battling with that. But it wasn't so much as open as it is now. I can it wasn't go on the TV and, some, exactly. I can yeah. go on TV and see one, or see a transgender person or mm-hmm. um, homosexuality is everywhere now. So mm-hmm. it's accepted. So if I'm finding my worth in a group and now I'm able to see it on TV, oh, it's a whole different it was a whole different thing. I'm able mm. to now see myself. I'm now able to see people who look like me or who are dealing with the same thing I'm dealing with. And where is the church?
0: Mm. You know, where
2: are the people who are followers of Christ? You know, when Jesus came, and it's so beautiful to see how he broke ideologies, how he broke different rules. He sat down with a Samaritan woman. And we know how that story goes as far as Jews and Samaritans. They did not like each other.
0: (laughs) This was a true Mm -mm.
2: ethnic divide, a true ethnic hatred between the two Mm -hmm. groups. And... Jesus came down and he broke ideologies as far as women and men go. He broke the ideologies as far as ethnic hatred and racism went. Different generations went in different culture, um, culture types. He broke that. So if we are followers of Christ, how are we able to, you know, tell people, no, your worth and your identity is found in God. We're supposed to be a reflection of him. Mm. I wouldn't want this Christ that you talk about. Especially yeah. as a younger generation, especially as myself as a um, millennial or a generation Z. If I see somebody on TV who looks like me and who's going through the same thing that I'm going through or on YouTube or on Instagram and there are different groups that are able to support me and the church is nowhere to be found, not necessarily saying that we're not there because thank God for the remnant, but mm-hmm. what you know, what do we say? How How are we supposed to say things to these people who are like, hey, what, what, what you're doing is a sin, but I have somebody in my ear and I have someone in my heart just reiterating what I already feel and what I already know. So mm-hmm. it, it, when it comes to different generations, it, 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 it there are different topics that are hard to swallow. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, it's those conversations and they're going to be hard. <laughs> they're going to yeah. need to be put it The work has to be put in. But yeah. thank God for his grace. Thank God for his redemption power. Um, It's there. It's real. It's more powerful than any sin that we could ever try and think of. God has that. So it comes to us, the people who are like, look, I want you. God wants you. I see you. He sees you. And whatever Mm -hmm. the world is trying to define you or redefine you as, God has already defined you and he called you good. I'm not saying that, you know, what you're doing is good, but when he looks at you, he sees that you are good. What he created, Mm. it was good. So it takes the older generation. It takes us as a younger generation to sit up underneath your feet and just to learn and to glean and ask these questions. Um, And you pray that there's someone out there because I was, I'm in a blessed situation where I have older generations who are willing to teach me. And I can mm-hmm. easily go up to them and ask them questions. Some people are as fortunate, and we have to remember that as well. Um, mm. But when it comes to knowing your worth, when it comes to knowing your value, we as believers, as the body of Christ, have to do a better job as to reaching our younger generations, myself included.
1: So how hard is it, Jayla, you as as a woman of God, um mm-hmm. with everything that is out there in your eye gate and in your ear gate mm-hmm. in this day and time, like you said, like back in my day it wasn't accepted. it was definitely happening, it was there, right, but it
0: wasn't mm-hmm. so
1: accepted now, society has done a flip thing and actually started Ooh. to perpetuate what is wrong is right and what is right yes. is wrong and, and it yes. just keeps in your in your face. So how how do mm-hmm. you um draw the line and stand your ground when everybody else, you know, is saying, mm-hmm. No, it's okay and, you know, and you shouldn't be judging me, um, because, you know, what my life is my life and it's all good. How do you Stay in that place in the Lord that you can keep um, his spirit alive within you, even to have the conversation with your peer group. Because it's got to be really, it's more difficult, I would think, with your own peer group than with a different group. Because your peer group really fully believes that, no, this is good and it's fine and everybody should be free to love who they want to love and be Mm -hmm. who they are and what have you. Mm So how do you maintain in that situation?
2: Definitely, it's going back to the word of God. And to be honest with you, I need to be more vocal about the word of God and just giving people his truth. Um, we live in a day and age now where, yes, all these things are being portrayed on television or on social media or wherever. wherever. Um, you can find that at a drop of a hat. But mm-hmm. I think the thing about it is, is truly, you know, standing firm in the word of God. And like I said, I've been blessed in a situation where I've grown up in church where my pastors um, are true men and and women of God. And Mm -hmm. my parents have instilled the word of God in me um, as far as raising me in a Christ-filled home. I Mm. am surrounded, (laughs) truly surrounded by a cloud of witnesses um, Mm. that I'm able to say, you know, no. God has, has blessed me with this. And to be honest, like I said, I need to be more vocal about that. Now, mm-hmm. when it comes to my peer group, um, there are different conversations. I know for myself in general that I've had in high school um, where we talked about different topics as far as abortion or, um, you know, gay marriage rights and um, just different things. And I was still vocal about that. I, I made sure I was like, no this is of God, you may say this, you may say that. Even on the job, uh, you know, it, it, you, you'll you have discussions and you'll, quote, unquote, have the dates with other people. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I know, it's like, no, at the end of the day, I want you to get Jesus. <laughs> so
0: uh-huh. let
2: me go ahead and just give you Jesus. I'm going to give you the word. You may not like mm-hmm. it, but it is what it is. Um, And it's truly just staying true to that. And as far mm-hmm. as my peer group goes, it goes back to prayer. Um, for example, my we watch a television show that's uh, pretty popular, and the opening scene was uh, two men, you know, just going at it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're just doing that now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and into that, you know, I just went into prayer, and I told the Lord, I'm asking him, Father God, I pray that you would place people, men and women of God, in the writing rooms, in um, the production areas, in different scenarios where they are going to preach God. I know what the Mm. television is trying to show me. I know what these movies are trying to portray to me. But I'm asking that men and women, sons and daughters of God, would rise up to show these um, babies, to show different generations, that this is God's word. This is what it says. And true, it may not be liking to uh, what the world says, but the world, you know, they didn't recognize him. So, of course, they're not going to, you know, receive us. But either way, it goes back to prayer. It truly does. And for us to stand firm in the word of God and not try and mix holiness with worldliness because it can't happen. Um, Hmm. I think for a lot of us, we try to um, look at the word of God or look at Christianity And um, look at the world as like oil and butter. The two kind of mix together in one, especially if you're cooking. But we need to be looking at Christianity and the word of God as oil, uh, as water, and the rest of the world as oil. They don't mix. They Mm -hmm. separate. If Mm -hmm. you try and put Mm -hmm. the two together, they separate. So that's what we need to look at it as. We can't mix this. This is holiness. This is truth. This is righteousness. You cannot mix that with the world. So it's truly a staying steadfast, being firm, standing firm, enduring. Because, um, like I said, Jesus came down. He broke down ideologies. I didn't <laughs> – and it's going to continue for us on this day.
1: Yeah. That's very mm-hmm. good. That's very good. What is the, the main thing that you would want another generation to see in your generation, to appreciate mm-hmm. about your generation?
2: Mm, we are fearless. Um, mm, we mm. set our minds to do something, and it's gonna get done. Um, mm. We, you know, know what we want. We look at it, and we go for it. And Truly, and this can be a bad thing, and it can be a good thing. We don't necessarily care what other people have to say. (laughs) Uh, We, yeah, yeah, we can just kind of shy away at some things and just be like, no, I'm going to go for it. I don't care if I fall flat on my face, but I'm going to go ahead and go for it. We are a fearless generation, and to see what that fearlessness would look like when it's matched with God. It's truly, it's remarkable to kind of see Mm. it. But, yes, we are a fearless generation. We have seen things. Um, We have been awakened to some things. But also, you know, it's like, okay, no, I see it. As far as everything that's kind of been going on, especially throughout the past year, we've Mm -hmm. seen young men and young women just come up out of the shadows and just take a stand. And not yeah. only have they taken a stand, but they've gone forth and ran with it. So mm. yes, that, if anything, we're fearless, definitely.
1: That's awesome. I, I see mm-hmm. that. I definitely see that. That's, you know, <laughs> um, I, I've said this that in our our fight for social justice, um and mm-hmm. equality that we're still fighting for in, in some areas that, you know, this generation is not like ours. <laughs> like you know, y'all y'all not really into sit-ins and,
0: <laughs> and <laughs> I love this and stuff. <laughs>
2: mm no we we're more into the pulling down of the um the statues that have been on, yes. that have been erected for centuries. We're we'll yes. try to pull those down, you know, and celebrate and dance on it. So yes, yes.
1: Absolutely. And you know what to be really really honest, it's not a bad thing. One of the things that I had um I've always had in my heart that in any movement for change Mm -hmm. that we're Mm -hmm. we're gonna need just taken from my generation we're gonna need a malcolm and we're gonna need a martin it takes both
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know for for what was accomplished in the 60s it took both it took them the malcolm with by any means necessary and the Mm -hmm. martin with trying to do it peacefully and with love but it (laughs) took them to work in tandem (laughs) with one another to, to bring about change to bring mm-hmm. about change mm-hmm. um, how can we support you in, in your stance um, in this mm-hmm. time I, I know communication is key but what can our generation or my generation do to support your generation in the things that you guys go forth in
2: that's so good um, teach us uh, mm-hmm. like I said You know, um, I've been blessed with a beautiful, uh, just beautiful life of having people, older people around me, seasoned people who are just able to tell me their stories and something I can learn from them. Um, Teach us. Uh, If you go back to Deuteronomy 11 and 5, it kind of, it tells us, the Lord tells them, you know, your children have not seen what I've done for you. Um mm. and then in verse seven it tells us but it was your own eyes that saw all these great things the Lord has done. And if you go and it's like, Okay, all right, you know, and then the Lord lists out what he wants to give them, just the promises and everything. But then you kinda read, you go farther in the books of the Bible and you see in Judges chapter two, verse ten, that the generation before did not teach them, therefore mm. this generation did not know the Lord. And uh-huh. it's sad because you see that this time and time again happening from biblical times to even now. And uh-huh. it's like, okay, man, all right, Lord. The one thing that I will say is teach us, um, you know, let us know your story. Tell us what happened to you guys when um, you had to do these things or, when you were sitting in or, um, you know, mm-hmm. when you were facing different battles and different struggles, be open and be honest with us. Now, definitely use wisdom and discernment because each child is different. Each generation is different. We know
0: uh-huh.
2: as a person what each person can take. I wouldn't necessarily give off my
1: whole memoir
0: in the first sitting. <laughs> but
1: yeah, right.
0: Definitely.
2: Exactly. Because it's like, oh, my gosh. But.
1: Yeah, if I did teach that, us, y'all would be you running.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> definitely it. teach us. Definitely, um, you know, just show us, like, look, this is what I have to endure. I'm not going to be shy about it. Mm-hmm. Um And prayerfully, this will be able to help you. It's truly the testimony um of what God has brought us from, what God has brought you from that's able to help us and mold us and show us because, of, because I'm very certain if you're able to teach us what you went through, we're going to see God, you know, mm. we're see, we're going to see God in that testimony. But then when we go through our own things, when we see our, um, when we go through our own mistakes and our own trials and tribulations, it's like, okay, all right, my, my ears heard about you, but now I know you.
0: Right. You know,
2: you're the God of my ancestors. You're the God of, you know my mom, who went through A, B and C, and you were still mm-hmm. with her. you know you're the God of my dad who was delivered from this thing, and now I'm able to see his um the blessings of that deliverance in my life
0: mm-hmm. teach us teach us mm-hmm. you know don't
2: be shy about what it is that you went through, but truly like teach us what it is that we can go through uh with God God That's and awesome. um. In that, you know, as I was saying about fearlessness, my friend Elisa actually said, you know, this generation is fearless. It's because of the stories that have been told. It's because of the generational blessings that have been instilled in my grandmother that flows down to my mother that's now in me. Um, Mm. You can see that in Timothy when Paul talks, you know, your mother and your grandmother, Lois and Eunice, you know, what they had in you, I see in you now it's in that teaching that we're able to be fearless, able to raise up a remnant and see young men and women of God just coming forth um, with a full force and with a momentum like no other.
1: Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's what we are called to do. That is exactly what the word has, mm-hmm. has asked us to do. Um, as I mm-hmm. said at the top of the show, it's like the word didn't say to judge you, it said to teach you
0: that the older was to teach
1: (laughs) to teach the younger that's Mm -hmm. good that's awesome we have several several people on the line um and i'm sure that there are some comments out there that maybe a couple of you would like to make. I believe that Jayla has done a phenomenal job representing her her generation. If you would like to make a comment or ask a question or, or have something to say, if you push one on your phone, it should raise your hand where I can see it, and I will um, bring you in. To, uh, well, that didn't take long. That was quick. <laughs> okay, hold on <laughs> one second. Um, phone number ending in 4164. Your mic is now open.
0: Hi, it's Maria. Jayla, oh, I Maria. agree with you when you were saying that the older people don't want to listen to the young generation no more and let them do their own thing. Be they self. Like you mm-hmm. say, let, uh, let them be they self. Because mm-hmm. they don't have to fall I had to learn that see, mm-hmm. Let her be mm-hmm. herself And when she falls she going to get up mm-hmm. And go the right way Because I'm teaching her the mm-hmm. right way So she's going to mm-hmm. go back the right way So mm-hmm. parents need to quit trying to I'm speaking to myself I guess <laughs> <laughs>
1: Parents need to quit trying to tell their kids How to do things Let them see it for themselves
0: I'm speaking to yeah. myself I'm done
1: I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Isn't that great how God can use you to minister to you? All right? <laughs> but, but that that's an oh, important point. Thank you, Maria. Um, that's an important point um, that we need to, <laughs> to keep in mind. I, I remember, and, and I to this day, I think it's one of the dumbest things I ever said, but I meant it from my heart, and it kind of speaks to what Maria said. Um, I remember saying to my mother one day, she was sharing with me and telling me that she was trying um, to keep me from making certain mistakes, and my response to her was, "Well, you made your mistakes. Let me make mine." <laughs> okay. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: hindsight is twenty-twenty. This is why I said it was probably <laughs> one of the dumbest things I ever said because literally, that—that's the role of a parent. <laughs> with, to try to keep you from falling off the cliff from trying to keep yeah. you from repeating the same mistakes that they made, um and mm-hmm. sometimes when we're like you said, Jayla like teenagers think they not just teenagers, everybody think they know everything about yes, everybody
0: right.
1: mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and and as a young as as young people, when we were young, this generation that's young, you know your generation, mm-hmm. even the ones coming up, and I have to keep this in mind with my grandchildren. They they know everything there is to know about their limited time on earth in their sphere of understanding. Uh-huh. And, and that's <laughs> it. The, this is a yeah. very small sphere of <laughs> understanding. But it mm-hmm. shapes what they know, and they think they know everything about everything. But all they have mm-hmm. to reference is their short time on earth and their yep. surroundings. And that's mm-hmm. it. You know mm-hmm. um, and I think again, we have to remember um as we as we grow and we mature <laughs> um mm-hmm. that because we've had to walk through these things, and I think it's really important for for the younger generations to understand as well, is because we've had to walk through all these various different things, maybe we can help you not fall off that particular clip. Mm-hmm. maybe another one you got to stumble off of but just yeah. not that particular one
0: um, mm-hmm. we have another
1: hand that's up caller your last oh wait a minute I'm sorry Mike. okay caller uh, there we go caller your last four numbers are 6698 your mic is open hello 6698 is your last one. I think, she's on, I think number? she's on mute. Is she on mute? Okay. You might want to yes, unmute your phone. I've unmuted you in the broadcast, so you might okay. want to unmute.
0: Hello. Your phone. Can you guys hear Hello. me? Hello. See, this oh, is why we oh, I mean, need yeah. the younger
1: generation to help us with technology, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, the one thing that I want to comment on is the elderly teaching the younger generation you know uh-huh. um with i i have girls and i sat down and i told my girls about my life story you know uh-huh. and i think it is for us to it, it, it is we are to teach the younger generation you know um i don't think it's good to try and ram things down their throat, you know, because the one thing mm. I do say about the generations was people start talking about whether gang bangers is or this, or that, that, or that. Well, you know what? Those are our children. All right. Mm-hmm. Did we raise our children? All right. Mm-hmm. In some instances, we did. Okay. In some instances, we were partying with them. So mm-hmm. for us to put our mouths on them. And to talk about them, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that we've got to go back, okay, and Mm -hmm. kind of see, hey, were you there, right? Mm -hmm. Were you there? Some cases Mm -hmm. we were, some cases we were not, you know. But it is important for us to teach. It is important for us to share. It -hmm. is important for us to direct. Now, like you said, I mean, I didn't do everything my mom told me to do. All right. Mm. And they're not going to do everything that we tell them to do. But at the end of the day, all right, um, did we steer them in the right direction, the direction of the Lord? Did we steer them that way? You know, and after that, I think, you know, and our job is never done, you know, not until we leave this earth, you know, and I don't care how old the children are. You know, we're still going to be parents. they are still going to be children. They may have children, you know, but Mm. it is important for the elderly to teach the young.
1: Amen. That's all I got to
0: say. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. So we are at the
1: end of the show. We're winding down. Jayla, what I would ask for you to do, please, as we close out the show, would you please Pray over your generation, however the Lord leads you.
2: (laughs) Definitely. Thank you so much. Um, hmm. Holy Father, we just come thanking you and praising your name. We thank you for this generation of millennials and Generation Z. We thank you so much that you have placed them here, placed us here during this time. And we just come right now that they thanking you and just praising your name. We lift up these beautiful young men and young women that you have created for your own design, for your own purpose, that you have ordained and established. Father God, your word tells us that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So I come before you just praying and asking that our hearts would be graced and conditioned to come after you with a hunger and a thirst like never before. Your word tells us that with loving kindness, you have drawn us. So we pray, Lord, that we don't resist this drawing, that we don't um, <clears throat> reject it, but that we would come with o- welcome and opening arms, running to the Father, ready to receive your blessings and your goodness. I pray, Father God, for the one who is misunderstood, for the one who was crying out for help, for the one who is battling with anxiety and just mental illness, Just anything and everything that is not of you, but that's a lie from the enemy. We come right now just thanking you for the cross. We thank you right now for the death and the burial and the resurrection power that is of Jesus Christ. And we pray, Lord, for the young men and for the young women who have stood for you, who have said, I am for Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that you would renew their strength, that we would Mm -hmm. not grow weary in well-doing, and that we would continue to go after you that we would listen to you and that you would tell us where the harvest is and that we would be ready. I'm asking, Lord, that you would make workers ready for the harvest, So, God, that we would go out and take what it is that you have blessed us with. So, Father God, we thank you right now for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord, that no soul will be lost. And, Father God, we ask right now in the mighty name of Jesus that salvation would enter into our hearts like never before that we will mm-hmm. work out our salvation with fear and with trembling. We thank you so much, Lord, that you have raised us up, that you're raising up a remnant who is going after Christ with a fearlessness and a tenacity. Thank you for the fire, the all-consuming fire that is of Christ, that is living inside of us, the spirit of the living God. So, dear Lord, let us not be afraid. But let us go forth, knowing that you are with us, for your word tells us that you will never leave us nor forsake us, but that you would be with us until the very end of the age. Let us not live for you, God, but let us live from you. So we Hmm. thank you right now. We thank you. Anybody dealing with identity crisis, so we'll repeat that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Go forth, knowing who you are in Christ, because Christ defines us. He defines mm. me, he defines you, he defines this okay. generation, Lord, for they will not be lost. We thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Let our lives be filled and live with you.
1: Amen. 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 Well, I thank you so very much. You did a phenomenal job. What a blessing it was to have you as my co-host for the day. Um, And just thank you. Thank you for your stand in the Lord. Thank you for being an example to your generation of someone whose life has been transformed by the grace of God. We've got to have examples at every stage of life you know mm-hmm. our my generation your generation all those in between and after there's got to be examples to help people stand you know, to take that stand. Um, And especially, it's that remnant that is within each generation is is vitally important because the world is, just as the Bible said, is getting wickeder and wiser. We've got more information at our fingertips, but a lot of that information is being utilized by the forces of darkness. And so we've got to have people that will just stand flat-footed in the spirit of the living God and just say, hey, I don't care what the world says. I know (laughs) I'm standing with my God. So thank you for being one of those people. I'm so grateful to God for your life. Well, all glory
2: goes to God. Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it.
1: Amen, amen, my pleasure for sure Well that brings us to the end of this edition of It's Real Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of our broadcast and our listening audience And Lord willing, we will be with you next week Same God time, same God channel You be blessed
0: Let's keep it real